mountaintop Burning like a silver flame The summit of beauty and love Andrea is her name She's got us Yeah baby, she's got us I am Andrea I'm your fire with your desire Galactic Groovers, I cannot tell you how happy I am to be speaking to you after quite a long sabbatical. I seem to need these six to eight week periods of dormancy now and then to either uh, assimilate a bunch of new um, influx of knowledge and awareness and or manage um, the emergencies that come up in life. Uh, as something I just read this morning for me personally, when I was going through the cards, uh, the saying goes that often our greatest insights and greatest growth are in our times of greatest pain also. I will elaborate on what has been going on for me personally in a different episode, but I just wanted to hop on here because Penny Pendulum, that's my little pendulum, uh, has given me permission to read for others again. I know that all sounds funny because it's all really me, right? But there come times when you know that you just need to be more insular and focus on inner expansion instead of, um, directing that energy outwards to others and that was the message I've been getting for the last uh, two months almost because when I opened this app I realized the last time I recorded anything was around the 13th of December <clears throat> so welcome to the new world everybody because a whole lot happened this last couple months didn't it and I will try to kind of go through that like I said in another episode what that's been for me personally but as you all know we have a new president there's been some kind of dramatic upheavals in a lot of things uh, globally and nationally here in the U.S. as I am in Colorado in the U.S. and so that is my perspective from which I speak. But today I have a soul action plan for you all for this week coming up, February 7th uh, through the 13th. And that's what I'm here to read for you right now. Uh, as always, my soul action plan includes a card for your inner child, a card for your ego, and a card for your higher self, and then a card of your galactic team and this is meant to be like your personal soul action plan this is a collective reading for everyone so take that as you will for today we have gotten the card for inner child i use the children's animal spirit cards because i find they're very simple as is communication with your inner child your inner child is kind of a no bullshit uh, sort of meter for you to use, quite honestly, if you can open yourself up to communicating with that part of yourself. 
Um, much as with a small human child, you might uh, notice that, you know, they say things just off the cuff because they don't understand all of the social and other uh, requirements and definitions that we put behind words. So, uh, the inner child will, you know, say something like, um, that person's fat and we might admonish them. And obviously I did when my children were little because I didn't want them to hurt others feelings. But at the same time, we have to appreciate the honesty of intention of children and that the child who said that probably isn't meaning to cause harm to anyone. They're just stating a definition of something they see in front of them. So today, your inner child has uh, been given the dear card, be kind to yourself and others. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? I think this last year that we have experienced has pushed us all to a lot of different extremes. Um, some good, some maybe not so good on the surface, but as we know, all things are there for our personal development, uh, both the path we've chosen and then the path we choose collectively as the organism of humanity on this planet in tandem with Mother Gaia. There's something called the golden rule that you may have heard of, which says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Uh, also known as karma sometimes. And this is just the idea that um, whatever you send out gets reflected back to you. And I know that sounds simplified, but it is the truth because your reaction to things um, is really how you experience the world. It's not so much the things that happen for you on your path, even if it seems like those are all in somebody else's control. Um, ultimately you control your experience of the world by how you react to things. So be kind to yourself. Uh, we have been through a gauntlet this last year of life on this planet and some of you for much longer and we're, you know, in a marathon, this isn't a sprint. So be kind to yourself, uh, Take great care of yourself. I'm not going to say the dreaded uh, S word, which for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I mean self-care uh, that everyone's tired of hearing. But just do the things for yourself that you need to thrive. Do things that make you feel joy and happiness and try to do that for others too. Um, you know, even just, and granted right now, it's hard to smile at someone because we have to wear masks, but you can smize your butt off, smizing in case you have never heard of that and have been under a rock somehow. That's something Tyra Banks came up with where she means that you are smiling with your eyes, you're smizing. So don't forget to smize when you're out there in the world dealing with people. It can make a huge difference in their experience of the world, but more importantly, your experience of the world. Your ego, or as I like to call it, uh, your emergency manager, I cannot claim that. I got that from a good friend of mine, Becky, also known as Zephyr. Um, she reads as well and has been a guest on the pod. 
um, she and I had this really enlightening conversation a while back on this podcast about how we have spent all this time talking about ego death and trying to kill our ego and we're basically saying, okay, well, no matter what I do, there's this awful part of me that I must crush and suppress and uh, admonish and loathe about myself in order to somehow be enlightened. And that kind of makes no sense at all when you really think about it. It's bananas to think that there is any part of ourselves that we should kill. Um, just like if you think about, uh, you know, raising a child and channeling whatever energy they might have into something positive, we can do the same thing with our ego self. And so I look at this as the person who's managing the day-to-day -day earth life experience. So what the collective has gotten this morning is a loyal guardian. Uh, the number on the card is 33, which is a very auspicious number. That's a master number. The card says a magical protector is there for you. And what this says to me is that we are being supported. We are being protected. You do have that positive force in your life that is your loyal guardian. Um, and the loyal guardian here is personified by this... Um, lovely Rottweiler. I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Uh, I'm going to read from the book a little bit because the creator of this deck, um, which I don't know off the top of my head right now because I'm a little rusty. Let's see. Uh, Lucy Cavendish. I love the way she uses these uh, Oracle of the Shapeshifters because it's all about transformation and transmutation. You will have with you energetically at this time a very protective guardian. There may be some new people or situations in your life that make you feel threatened, uncertain, and uncomfortable. This wariness has been noted and this shapeshifter in the form of a large, devoted, and very powerful companion, the Rottweiler, will be at your side, sniffing out danger, sounding an alarm at any threat, even readying to fight for you should it come to that. If there has been bullying or behavior that has intimidated you, you have someone on your side who will not let you down and who will not let you face this alone. Uh, I think all of us, no matter what side of anything we've been on, um, especially in the last year, but just in general in this uh, polarized duality that we were working with before the beginning of the age of Aquarius, which we're now in again, um, there was a lot of bullying and a lot of uh, fear and being made to feel bad about yourself. Um, you have been bullied and at this time you're more vulnerable than ever before. You are like a young child, a baby, and you are fragile. I say this not to alarm you or to instill in you a belief in weakness, for you will grow strong in time. But for now, I will protect you and allow you to be yourself, your true self, without fear. That is the words of this guardian, this Rottweiler, this magical protector speaking to you. We are all like this newborn in a lot of ways, in uh, thought, in essence, in form, in 
um, soul awareness and expansion and embodiment. Things have changed and shifted so radically in the last few years that as this uh, all came about, we're all kind of now in this state of um, possibly just a little unease because we've been fighting for so long against forces which were oppressing us or um, seeking to impede the progress of Earth's vibrational transition, which, to be honest, was really ridiculous because the planet is much bigger, stronger, more powerful in the universe than we personally are as a collective. Um, but, you know, that's part of how this process and push and pull has worked with polarity. But as we move into a more non-dual existence where uh, there is no absolute right or wrong, um, I mean, beyond the obvious things, like obviously it's wrong to physically harm someone. It is wrong to be cruel. Um, there are some absolutes, but in all of the gray areas and nuances, we're, we're learning to see, for instance, um, and this is just an example, uh, but we're learning to see that um, someone who we may have perceived as our enemy because they believed in conspiracy theories or whatever thing, we're also having to kind of examine ourselves in that phenomenon and look at them with compassion for their experience also. Uh, because the truth is, in those situations, uh, that's why they call it cult deprogramming, in those culty type of situations people find themselves in, they become uh, taken in by this whole entire process, much like someone who's in a, an abusive relationship with gaslighting. And so I'm not saying that we have to forgive people for doing horrible things, not at all. But my point is just that uh, we are in a place where we need to look at things from all sides so instead of looking at those people and maybe thinking they're bad or they're stupid or how could they we look at them and examine how did they get to this place of believing that what is it about their life experience and what can I do to put out positive uh, influence in the world that makes people love themselves enough so that they're not susceptible to these things and that they're not susceptible to fear because ultimately it's fear and self-loathing that causes one to believe in some of these things when they come about and how they gain momentum and power especially in times of crisis like we have had so uh your highest Self. We drew this card, the Six of Voices, which I really love the Muse Tarot. If you've been listening to me, you know that. If you haven't been listening to me, surprise, surprise, um, I'm in a Muse Incarnate. So, of course, I'm going to resonate uh, greatly with the Muse Tarot, or it resonates with me. I remember listening to Nikki Glaser have some debate with herself about how you're supposed to use that word. And I can't remember what the verdict was, but... I'm at an interesting place in my own personal journey where I don't care so much about getting those little details right because I think they are basically there just to distract us from 
the main points of reality and creation that are the most important. So our higher self for the soul action plan for the week is the six of voices and voices in the muse also uh, is like swords. So you see this um, very adorned and spiritual woman holding this little character in a cape with a hat on that's kind of dancing in the palm of her hand. And to be honest, I haven't drawn this card uh, many times, so it is new to me. So the key words for this Muse Tarot card are transitions, help coming from unexpected places, quiet movement, successful expansion after a period of difficulty, crossing thresholds, changes, realignment. Okay, well, this card indeed makes perfect sense right now in the context of life, doesn't it? So the prompt for this is distance covered in the hands of the muse. So this muse stands at the edge of her sanity, not knowing how to go any further, but knowing she needs to cross to the other side. Looking up to the heavens, she sends a silent prayer for help and is answered by a lightness that she hasn't felt for so long. This is so akin to the actual experience of life I am personally having at the moment. This is actually cracking me up just a little bit. And I find it interesting that it's the six of voices, but there's these three sharp points at the bottom. Three is a through line uh, in many things for me personally and for our world. The muse of difficult transition lends a helping hand to those who seek solace and passage to new states of being, living, and loving. Sometimes the way across the river is unclear and muddy. In these times, the muse asks us to be open to receiving help from wonderfully unexpected places. Trust that serendipity will find you. Look for kind gestures of beauty and keep seeking the bright waters over tomorrow's horizon. As these root and stir inside your soul, you will be moved in the direction of small miracles. There are miracles headed this way and it's actually really interesting because in a little more than an hour I'm going to be jumping on a call with my miracleologist friend um, Bernadette Rodebaugh to talk about her uh, audiobook. <clears throat> so for all of us in the collective this is really about um, understanding that yes there's this strange, murky, unfamiliar place we're passing through, but we are in a state of transition and we're being supported in that. And you just need to keep being brave and be open to changes and developments happening in your life from really unexpected places. I am personally experiencing that and, um, I think the world is experiencing that. So lastly, I pull a card, a dragon card for your uh, galactic team. This is what your uh, cosmic guidance would like you to know and how they are supporting you at this time. And I'm going to pause and take a sip of some liquid. Ah, that's better. I bought a new air filter machine. Um, it 
is pretty large capacity. It's not that loud, but um, I live in a very dry, arid climate, and so I am calibrating how to uh, exist with this new air purifier. I happen to live in an area where we have to do a lot of uh, slash pile burning and what that means is we are so densely um, forested and just this wide open mountain desert area that they need to um, cut down the dead brush for fire prevention. There were so many fires last year, they had cut down all the piles, but didn't really have time to burn them. So that means that this spring, starting now, there's going to be a lot more burning than normal. I am uh, highly allergic to the smoke that comes from all that, unfortunately. So I've gotten this little machine so that I at least have one room in the house that I can close all my windows and be able to breathe well. So that was probably way more about that than you wanted to know, but that is okay. <laughs> uh, so we have the black dragon from Saturn, which is a fifth dimensional dragon. And um, I love this dragon because every time it comes up, it's a sign that we've done something right as a collective or personally. Um, me and another great friend of mine, um, AOE, who's on Instagram and has her own podcast and Patreon. I guess today it's pimping other people's stuff day, but that's okay because I love them all and they deserve it. And they have been so supportive of me, even in my absences. And I'm grateful for their, uh, spiritual counsel and camaraderie. Um, Black Dragon from Saturn brings you wisdom through spiritual discipline. So the big takeaway from that statement is you've been walking the walk and you're starting to talk the talk. So keep walking the walk. <laughs> Concentrate, focus on your ultimate vision. Congratulate yourself. You have passed a test. I kind of feel like humanity right now has passed a bit of a test. Uh... This is a fifth dimensional dragon, works directly with the masters of Quixi, the ascended aspect of Saturn. So that's an interesting concept right there, because I do feel like our planet Earth is the identity Gaia, and that is the personification of the entity, which is Earth, and Earth itself is ascending. And this is why we all must raise our vibrational capacity as well, in order to be in harmony with Gaia's development, because Gaia is going to ascend and raise its frequency whether we like it or not and so um to resist something uh, as we all know causes great friction and to uh support something and facilitate it causes um development and harmony for all so that's kind of where we're at uh, so maybe Quixi, the ascended aspect of saturn maybe gaia is the ascended aspect of earth they help us to organize and apply ourselves to tasks, however small or large they may be. Black indicates a feminine energy of rest, peace, and calm, which enables the wisdom to come forward. It could not do so if there was too much masculine thrust. Uh, 
So this kind of puts the pause that a lot of people have been experiencing, um, maybe not directly during the time frame I did, but we've I've noticed uh, collectively through the communities I participate with, and the cat agrees with me, meow, meow, um, that we are um, having these pauses where it seems like, oh, I want to, like for me, for instance, let's just take me as an example. I did not go quietly into this sabbatical. I went into it kicking and screaming and being so hard on myself initially, like, you need to record, you need to get out episodes, you need to put up readings, uh, you need to do these things. And that's that masculine thrust. But my feminine energy, which the divine feminine is what is coming in along with the divine masculine uh, during the age of Aquarius was screaming at me to just chill the F out and calm down and rest and regroup and recover from this, uh, masculine thrust <laughs> aside from the obvious sexual imagery of that, that we have been doing, trying to bring and birth this new non-dual higher vibrational resonance, multi-dimensionally expanded inward and outward reality, which we are experiencing. These dragons work with Archangel Gabriel, who radiates pure white light. He is an overall charge of the base center, where we hold fifth dimensional spiritual discipline. This is what enables all the fifth dimensional chakras to anchor. Archangel Gabriel's uh, energy balance is that of the black dragons of Saturn. These dragons also carry the pure violet flame of transmutation, which is held in Saturn and use it to dissolve thoughts that are not focused on the ultimate vision. I'm feeling the need to throw out there in the midst of this that, yes, Mercury is in retrograde. Some of you who've been actively involved in the work of self-expansion, I think that's what I'm going to call it now versus ascension. Um, the The... The terminology is kind of interchangeable, but for me, the difference is that ascension applies some sort of hierarchical ladder where if we reach this other place, then we are somehow better than when we were in the quote unquote lower place on the scale of ascension. But that's really not what it is. It's an inward and outward expansion. Um, if you think of your inner being like... Um, the TARDIS from Doctor Who, where on the outside it's a phone booth, but you walk inside and it's a cavernous spaceship with endless rooms of whatever the uh, traveler in that vessel desires. That's kind of what our body and our inner being is like and what embodiment is like. So that violet flame of transmutation dissolve thoughts that are not focused on the ultimate vision. So this energy, Archangel Gabriel, that pure white light, that violet flame of transmutation is there to help you make this transition into the new non-dual existence, the Aquarian age that we are trying to come into. Um, the Aquarian age, what does that mean? It simply means that we think of the collective and ourselves with respect to choices decisions, um, pathways, 
shaping reality and um you know it can be obviously seen why this would be a good thing because if you're thinking about others as well as yourself when you make decisions you are probably going to make some pretty humane loving decisions but part of the mechanism of having the outcome of that in this reality is that your heart must be loving and you must truly love yourself if you do not truly love yourself and your essence the light being that you are no matter what form that takes in this human experience uh, then your actions and outward um, decision-making will be also based in that love and reverence that you have for yourself because you will have that for all other humans as well. A black dragon from Saturn has appeared to you now as it is time for you to address tasks with discipline and focus. Spiritual discipline is vital, vital to ground the higher energies on your pathway. The black dragon will give you focus, concentration, determination, awareness, and the ability to plan and stick to a routine where necessary. Receiving this card is a true blessing as it indicates that your feet are firmly planted on your expansion path. I just changed the word ascension there in case you didn't catch that. And you do everything for the highest good of all. This also brings you congratulations from the angelic world as you have passed a test you have been undergoing. It is time to celebrate your success and step forward with discipline as well as with joy and bliss. So just take that in for a minute. You've passed a test. We have passed a test. We have stepped through a door to a better place that is going to result in a better world for the human collective, for the Gaia uh, entity. Um, we're on our way. So be kind to yourself. Know that there is a magical protector there for you, even if right now you may feel raw and vulnerable and like a newborn baby. Um, six of voices just know that there's a muse guiding you through those murky waters of transitioning into a new state of being and a lot of big changes in your lives and then black dragon from Saturn keep doing your spiritual disciplines keep concentrating and focusing on your ultimate vision and congratulate yourselves, celebrate, take a breath. Even though I had a bunch of, I wouldn't say, I mean, I guess when I explain it in another podcast, it will sound like they were personal crises, but they were really crises of people attached to me in relationship where I had a role to play in their human experience and while it was navigating that and the demands of that and on my um, emergency manager my ego self uh, my earth self uh, it was the demands of that that kind of pushed me into this place I 
eventually, after the first few weeks of a lot of crying and grieving a bunch of things and trying to manage just the physical demands of all these things kind of spinning around me, uh, um, a tornado of giant metal objects as a good friend and reader, um, predicted for me before all this went down. Um, <clears throat> we have, uh, I had all that spinning around me and once I got past the initial purging of all the grief from that and all the emotional processing and really just letting go of so many things, just kind of letting them fall where they may and then dealing with the fallout of that. Uh, once I got past that part of it, it was like all these things that had been holding me back from the thing I really wanted broke free. It, it was a lot like birth, honestly. It was like I was pushing that baby out, pushing that baby out, that baby being the age of Aquarius. And then when I finally did, I was just like, ah, oh, that's great. And so then I've kind of spent like the last four to six weeks in this state of um, the euphoria and the calm and the relief and just that sigh of, oh, we did it. That thing is over. And now I can just chill for a little bit. I don't need to be pushing so hard. I don't need to be masculinely thrusting. I need to be insular and working on myself and my own embodiment of wisdom and uh, going through my own period of celebration, congratulation, uh, recalibration, all the shuns. I guess we're shunning the heck out of this uh, reality at the moment. So take care of yourselves and... Um, I'm not sure if I'll even stick any music on the end of this. We'll see. As the world changes, so do I. And as I change, so will the art that I produce. So you might not see these readings or these podcasts as art, but I do. All of these are art forms. Anything that you create from the depths of your soul, anything that you call on source and muse energy to create is art and so I create it to release it in the world and hopefully have a positive impact on others I am not here to be famous I'm not here to have an agenda I'm not here to convince anyone that I'm right about everything everything I say is based on my personal universe my personal experience of reality and whatever you take away from it that helps you I am thrilled and filled with love and joy about that and I am filled with love and joy for everyone out there who has been going through this process and oh my gosh as we come up on almost a one-year anniversary kind of of the uh, start of this big pandemic and this shift that we're going through, congratulate yourselves that you have done such amazing work. I am grateful to all of you and so proud of you. 
one of the things I haven't really talked about much, and I think I may bring my friend, um, Jane on here to talk about this particular thing because she was one of the people who said this to me last year when things were pretty intense is that, um, for those of us like myself, I'll be 52 in May. So that's 52 years of the concept of being awake or conscious to the fact that the earth reality, the 3d reality, the polarity, all of that, that we have been living in. I have known my entire life that there was more. And I have known that I was a placeholder, that I was a light bringer, that I was anchoring these things in, that I was doing this work, that I was karmically processing. And part of that process before the dawn of the age of Aquarius is that it did require, at least in my universe, many of us to suffer greatly. And this isn't me going, Oh, look at me, I'm a martyr. But, you know, to know my whole entire life story. I mean, I have been in the trenches working out all the deep and heavy human experience bullshit that you possibly can. And to some degree, that kind of continues in my assisting those around me with their version of that. But um, I am so grateful to all of you who have come to this knowledge whenever you came to it, uh, especially the younger generations and that you have so rapidly gained awareness and knowledge and expansion and embodiment that has allowed me to be able to have this experience with all of you and has allowed me to have this period of rest and calm where I can finally breathe a sigh and feel like Oh, okay. I, it's kind of like, you know, everybody talks about um, our human ancestry, that some of us have the DNA of being the, the watchers of the, the tribe or the village, the watchers that keeps everybody else safe. And um, for a long time, that was partly my role and the role of many others who either privately or publicly were doing this kind of work and personal development. And uh, the joy and pride and just the deep felt, heartfelt gratitude and love that I have for every single person listening to this or not listening to this that I have for all of you is tremendous. And I thank you. Thank you for being here and listening to me through all of these podcasts and this last crazy uh, year of experiences that we've all had. And the ride is going to continue, but the difference is that we are doing it from a place of love instead of a place of fear on a much larger scale than we have been at any other time in human history. So... Congratulations and my deep love and gratitude to all of you. I will be back soon with more episodes. I'm not going to say when because I am just uh, being the muse that I am and floating like a butterfly from project to project and things that make my heart sing. And they're not always going to come out on a perfect schedule. 
But the one thing I will try to commit to is doing this soul action plan every Saturday because I really enjoy it. And it's kind of like a lovely way of funneling in my experience with the timeline, which, oy, does that continue to develop? I can't wait to talk about more astral nodding and timey-wimey stuff, uh, because that has been crazy. Um, but it gives me a wonderful little peek into the next week of what's happening. Most people say that the readings are timeless and the wisdom that comes to you through them, whenever you find them and listen, that is timeless, but there is a certain, um, connection to the period and timeline that we're presently in when I'm doing it that is substantial and it's always exciting for me to draw these cards and see that uh, the intuition coming in is showing up for me in the cards that are appearing and I know that the good things that I see coming for all of you are real and substantial oh and real quickly uh, the mercury thing I know Mercury retrograde can be a little crazy, but I want to remind you that things have shifted dramatically since the 21st of December. We are in the age of Aquarius now. And for me personally, this Mercury retrograde experience um, is sort of almost like it completely flipped on its head and things are going better, like communication, projects, decision making. Um, and things are happening more smoothly in my personal universe anyway. So just be open to the possibility that maybe Mercury uh, in retrograde isn't a bad or good thing. It's just a state of being and a way energy is moving. And if you learn how to get in the flow of that, uh, then you will be doing much better with it then if you are fighting this imaginary bad mercury energy demon. So I will leave you with that. <laughs> and I love you all. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for still being here. Uh, I'll be running a promotion on Instagram. I'm close to that really fun 777 number of followers. Thank you for everyone who is here listening to me and participating with me. And um, if you would like your own soul action plan, if you would like a syncretic oracle reading, if you would like uh, help with animal communication, uh, if you would like ascension pathfinding help, expansion pathfinding help, um, or trauma release, or um, any host of other intuitive options, you can go to my Square booking site through Instagram. I'm at Grooving Goddess everywhere. Uh, and that booking site will take you to my availability for appointments. I will be running a promotion, as I said, so watch for that on Instagram. And um, I'm just happy to connect with people and help them. So that is what I'm here for is to support you all through your journey as you in turn support me. Much love and we'll talk to you soon.
So, a couple really cool things before I let you all go with one of my all-time favorite happy songs, probably. There's just certain songs like that that every time I hear them, it doesn't matter how sad or down or tired or whatever I might be, it brings joy and lifts my mood, and that is Hold On Tight uh, by ELO and Jeff Lynne, and I'll take you out with that, but real quick, uh, a little popping and and teeing, um, I was rusty about recording, so sorry about any of those annoying noises if they bother you, but I'm not sorry they happened, because it's kind of all part of the idea that I don't need to be perfect, and neither do any of you. We don't have to do this perfectly or right. As a matter of fact, uh, when I was talking about the Black Dragon and that we've done something right, when I say right, I don't mean in the context of right or wrong, yin and yang and all of that. I mean in the context of we have collectively done something to forward the greatest good for everybody and the best outcome of things which doesn't necessarily mean it's all perfect, right? So hold on tight to your dreams and thank you for accepting that I am an imperfect person and have no intention to try not to be. See you next time. So much, but you're out of luck when you're so down, huh?